The question is this, what is it that has some of us find our way to the top of our game, to overcome adversity and challenges, resistance and self-sabotage, to rise from the ashes time and time again? What is it that has everyday people just like you and I act boldly in the name of their passions and live out their wildest dreams in this lifetime? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Carrie McCauley, and this is Choose Unstoppable. Hello, and welcome to Choose Unstoppable. My name is Carrie McCauley, and today we are here with the lovely Shantae Bibbs. She's the founder of A Woman's Playbook, which is a platform that helps women build their business and life one yard at a time. Through workshops and digital products, she is no stranger to getting back up after loss and knows what it looks like to choose unstoppable. She's with us today to share her inspirational story. Welcome, Shantae, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is truly a blessing. So thank you so much, Carrie. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful. I've had the pleasure of having a little taste of your story, not okay. too, too much, but enough that uh, I know the difference that it's going to make for others because this podcast is all about shining a light on human resilience. Mm-hmm. It is all about shining a light on uh, the fact that each and every one of us fall. And it's all about how do we get back up? How do we keep going? How do we persevere? Um, and I know you have a lot to teach us in that area. <laughs> if I could ask you to kind of just share your journey that got you to creating this program and how that came to be, if you can take us back to the beginning of what your journey was like, what your experience as an entrepreneur has been like. Okay. So when I was three, um, going on four, I lost my father. Um, and so of course you don't really understand what that means, you know? And so I would say, so that was like probably the beginning, but I didn't know that was the beginning. So that was like at the age of three was like the first loss, but I really didn't understand that until middle school. And so my mom did a really great job. My family did a really great job with, you know, putting those father figures, you know, in my life, in my path. And, you know, I just, I never really knew, you know, until we, I think it was like seventh grade, um, we had this father-daughter dance. And so it was just kind of like a, not a aha moment, but kind of like a ooh moment, you know, like, okay, who am I going to take to this dance? And so um, I was just like, mom. So that's when I started having questions, you know, um, not that my family tried to hide it from me. I think they were just more so trying to help guide me through it because it happened so young. And I just, the norm with my uncles kind of being my dad figures. And I had a really, I had a cousin who was much older than I, and he was in the Marines. And so like, he was like my hero, you know? So I just leaned on them until it became like, okay, well, where's my dad? You know, like, I really want him here. And so that was kind of like my first kind of like an introduction to myself to like say, wow, you like lost someone really huge and important. And, you know, who's going to take me to this dance? And I I remember not even asking my mom to go. I didn't even go. 
And so that was kind of like the first breakdown, if you will, that I found myself having. I might have had them before that, but just didn't understand where this pain was coming from. And so that's kind of like the start of Shantae losing things or realizing she's lost something and having to just find the strength to just get back up. Um, at that young age, you just kind of brush stuff under the rug and keep it moving. <laughs> I think I might have just went to basketball practice the next day. I don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, um, the next year, we're a very, very um, close-knit family. And so the next year, um, my grandfather got ill. And so he had a really massive stroke and his whole left side was paralyzed. And so we took care of him. And at this time, like my mom was a single mom. And so there was um, me and my brother, my mom my, and my grandfather were in this home and we're taking care of him, you know, to the best of our ability, doing a great job, like probably in our eyes better than what they would do at the nursing homes and all of that. But that's when, when I look back now, that's kind of like when Shantae, like she didn't really exist because I was literally existing for everyone else. And, um, you know, just you do what you got to do for your family, right? <laughs> and sometimes you don't understand how you putting other people first, which is great, heroic, all of those wonderful things. But you kind of put your dreams and aspirations and things that you thought about or dreamed about as a little girl, you put that to the back burner to take care of what's at stake right now. And so that's what I did, even at this in the seventh and eighth grade. And so... We took care of him and then a few years later he unfortunately passed you know because after that my great-grandmother i experienced it with her and i at this time was like my freshman year in college and because i yeah it was my freshman year in college because i was staying with my grandmother at the time because my mom had moved out of town and um i was literally my routine at the age of 18, 19, <laughs> was literally getting up. I would do whatever my grandmother needed in the house. I would literally go like a mile down the road to my great grandmother's house to help take care of her because we knew she was in transition mode. Mm -hmm. I would stay over there for like an hour or two. We would watch like all her Jackie Chan movies and all the stuff she liked to watch. And, and I would literally stay with her for like an hour or two, go another two miles down the road to class come back, go to work. I had two jobs. Like this was nonstop. And I was really at this point trying to still go to college and do what I needed to do. But family kind of came in and it was like, they need me, you know? And then unfortunately she passed away. And then it was just like, I just found myself in this cycle of just losing stuff, you know, people and things and, it was draining, but for me, I've always been that person in the family. You know how you have that one person in the family? You may not know you're that person in the family, but you're always that one person that everybody just looks to for stuff. And so, like, I'm the oldest sibling. And so, at this time, it was three of us because my mom had another child. And um, so, it was three of us. And I just was like, I have to be, I'm the it person. Like, I am it, you know, like family like aunts and uncles and older cousins will always come to me for advice and like hey I need to do you can you do this and and so I had to be strong for them and so the things that Shantae needed they were kind of just brushed to the side and I was you know in my mind I was just like okay it's okay I'll fix that later for me you know or I'll do that later for me because 
these 10 people need me, you know, and if I can make them happy and if I can make sure that they're good to go, then the one thing that I need, will it'll be there, right? <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves. Until um, my grandmother got ill. We're in what, 2020 now? She passed away about four years ago. So around that time, I had kids, had been married, all of that. I mean, prior to that, before she passed, I mean, we had a house fire. Like I literally lost everything, Carrie. I remember that Friday night, we literally moved everything into the home. We every possible, I mean, everything that we had from the storage, from my mom, my mother-in-law's home. And uh, we were so excited, you know, we decorated our daughter's room. And Saturday, we had a house fire. Like we weren't even in the home four days. And when I tell you we lost everything, we lost everything. And I think that's kind of when Shantae had a breakdown. Like I was literally, I remember, I remember we were, I had just cooked for, we just cooked for his birthday and we were like, let's just watch a movie, just us three. Let's just like soap all this in, like we are homeowners, like we were excited. And we went downstairs, it was like a, a, um, a tri-level home. And so we were down in the basement area and uh, watching a movie. And I kept telling my, my husband laughs at me all the time because I'm always hearing stuff. <laughs> I'm like, do you hear that? And he's like, no, you're just tripping. Like, let's keep watching the movie. Baby's sleeping. And I'm like, babe, like, for real, like, do you hear that? And so he, he could not hear what I was hearing. So I'm thinking, like, maybe it is me that's tripping. And to the third time, we both heard, like, this crackling. We swore up and down somebody had broken in our house and was walking upstairs. And so he's like, Okay, I heard that. He was like, you stay here. I'm going to go check. So, of course, I'm making sure my baby sleep. You know, like, I'm like, what do I do? Like, I stay on guard. We're in this brand new home. And then all I remember, Carrie, is literally like, he wasn't upstairs for two minutes. He yelled. And my husband has a very soft voice. So, for him to yell, I knew it was serious. He was like, get the baby and get out. For a split second. I almost left my baby to go like check it out first. And when I tell you the Holy Spirit was like, Shantae, no, stop now. Get your baby and get out. So I literally turned around, picked her up out of her bassinet. And when I got to the steps to walk up, I just saw smoke. All I could see was the door to get out. As soon as we ran out, an explosion happened in our garage because the fire had got to our cars. And when I tell you, I was literally just standing outside that home. Like we worked so hard to get like everything in the house we had. When I tell you we saved, we made sacrifices. We, every, every penny, there was nothing financed in that home. Like we literally bought it outright. We, we were so excited about that, you know? And I literally just remember standing there. We didn't know any of the neighbors because we just moved in, <laughs> you know? And um, I just was watching my house burn. Like, you could hear the fire trucks coming, but it's like, when are they going to get here? And I remember the fire. My my car was, like, right outside of the garage. And so my keys, like, you could see the key box. My husband had this bright idea, which was so not bright. And he was like, I'm going to go grab those keys so we can move your car so we can at least save something. 
And I'm like, babe, no, forget it. It's just a car. Like if it, if it makes it outside, we could go get somebody to get us new keys. You know what I mean? Like, please don't go in the house. So he goes in and I couldn't see him. And then there was another explosion. And I almost dropped my baby because I was like panicking. And thank God he was able to, he said he literally heard God's voice saying, turn right, go left, do this, do that. And he was able to hop out um, over the, our, um, our uh, back patio. And I saw him hop the fence. And then that's when the other explosion happened because um, it got to his gas tank in his, in his car. <sighs> Carrie, when I tell you, I lost it. I, I literally, like, I lost everything, but literally, like, lost it. So you talk about losing things. And, like, in that moment, I really did not feel unstoppable. Like, I literally just felt like I've lost, you know, just start going through the motions, like, all the things you've lost. You know what I mean? Like, when you kind of take up, you, the collection plate has made it back to you, <laughs> and you're literally looking in it, and you're like, I've lost this, I've lost this, I've lost that. It was kind of one of those moments. When I kind of reflect back, I was developing um, a woman's playbook, the seven week um, challenge. I was like, Shante, what, what are some things that you kind of had to go through or you had to overcome? And a lot of it was mental. Yeah, I'd love to hear what were some of those like tactics or, you know, strategies? What were some of the things that you do or have done each time to, to pull through? Girl, I... From, for one of the things um, that I even talk about is that you need to know your why. Like, not just your why, why you're in business, but why is it that God puts you on this earth? Mm. And I had to find myself reflecting back on that a lot. And it was like, I know there's something in me that I, that, that I need to get out. And I knew that I hadn't fulfilled that yet. And so it's just like, I can't quit. You know, as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, as an employee, as a friend, you know, and the big sister, you know, I, I felt like, okay, all these things and all these people are my why. And I have to keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very tough, you know, but I had to literally sit down and say, Shantae, you need to literally get get a grip. <laughs> You've been tackled. You've been. That's why I love the title of you know of my um of my uh, group is because I'm a sports person. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with y'all, I did not like football until I met my husband. But once he actually like showed me like the the ins and outs of football, I kind of like it to the point now. I like look forward to Super Bowl. Yeah. But when I started to develop my playbook, that's kind of like where the name kind of came from. Because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, football is supposed to be a man's sport. But guess what? Us women, we need our own playbook. We need certain plays that's going to help us to get from point A to point B. If you are in business and if you have a family, that's hard. You know, there are some late nights that you have to, you have to make sacrifices. How do you do that? You know, and stay sane, keep the business afloat, but make sure your husband and your kids are happy. I had to, that was literally, I just was taking notes and I didn't know that I was developing a playbook, you know, but those are, that's one of the things that I found myself really leaning on, um, is, is really like my why, you know, cause I wanted to find out like Shantae, why are you here? Why does God have you here? What is your message to, to women? And, and honestly, 
something that my, my grandmother stayed, she loved the scripture from Joshua 1, 1 through 9. And in a nutshell, this is what my whole, um, the whole structure of a woman's playbook is based off on. And it's strength and courage, being courageous. Yeah. So you have to literally be courageously strong in everything that you do. Like that's the center of everything that I do now. Is it, it relates to my business, my family, um, me just going to work, me just being out in the community. You know, you have to find that strength. Are there any practices or things that you do to muster that courage or that strength? Is it like just a mindset that you carry with you always? What is it about you that you're able to tap into that, to that courage and that strength? Where do you find that? It's not easy. Mm -hmm. For for me, um, I have to have confirmations I have to have stuff everywhere. I'm a sticky note person. <laughs> so yeah. I will roll over out of bed um, and I will have something that may say faith over fear. Yeah. You know, it may be a maybe an old sticky note that maybe some like I, my first year, because I'm here in Texas now, and so I'm actually in the high school working now. And um the seniors did something last year. Um, where they just put sticky notes on all the teachers' staff cars. And it just had little sayings like, you're awesome. You're amazing. You can do it. Keep going. And I thought that was really cool. Well, my husband might call it corny, but I kept the sticky note. It, can't, it doesn't even stick anymore. <laughs> it pretty much just says, you are awesome and you're going to make it. Yeah. Like, those. you have to basically look yourself in the face every day, even when you don't feel like it and find something positive because if you don't trust me the world's going to always find something negative they're yeah. always going to tell you you can't do something that won't work you know why are you do you know how many times i, I had someone say girl how many how many ribbon cuttings are you going to have and my response is as many as it takes yes thank you as many as as it takes like i don't why does why does it matter how many ribbon cuttings I have, like, or how many grand openings, or how many businesses yes. that I start? Is I'm gonna keep doing it until God tells me otherwise. Yeah. You know, something that my grandmother stuck with me, and hopefully this resonates with your listeners is die empty, not full. Mm-hmm. Like we have so much knowledge. And if we all just share our testimonies, if we all just share the things that may seem embarrassing at some times, or it may still hurt, you have to share that because there's someone else that you are assigned to, to be a blessing to, to help bring them through. And so it is so important that, you know, that's kind of what I like, what today, Shantae, what is it that you have to deposit into someone today? What do you have to deposit? I don't, I don't want to, we don't know the, the day, the time, the hour, when we're going to leave this earth. Mm-hmm. And so every day I'm like, I just want to pour. I want to pour. I don't want to drink from the cup. You know what I mean? And so, um, I mean, as far as tactics and things that people can do, I mean, you have to motivate yourself every day. It's not going to be easy. But when you do have those moments where you're like, I really just feel like I'm in a dump today. Just yeah. acknowledge it, but don't stay there. Yeah. There's a time where I stayed there yeah. and it's not good for me, for my health, for my family, for my kids. 
and me having a daughter, um, that was the, like, she's at that age now where she senses stuff before I probably even realize that I'm giving that vibe. <laughs> and so she made me this cute little plaque that says quitting is not an option. Uh, my 11 year old daughter here we're talking about. And she's 11. She's like, mom, quitting is not an option. That's incredible about your 11 year old. It's so wise, but also a testament to you and the kind of mom that you are, that she sees that in her world and knows to let someone know those important messages. Uh, Before I let you go and we share a little bit about how to find you, you had shared a story that I think many people will be able to find inspiration from about uh, just in you and I talking when in that darker time when you um, you're, when you decided that your business was really costing you more than it was bringing in and you shared a story about coming home. And uh, do you know the story that I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, can you just tell us a little a little about that, and then we'll we'll talk about um, the playbook and how to find it. But I, I just I think it's an important story for people to hear, and I think it really demonstrates you putting into practice the skills that you're talking about today. Yeah, so that was a that was a pretty dark moment, literally. <laughs> um, um, so right before we decided to just kind of call it quits, you know. Uh, there was some good in that because my husband had got a job and so he was away for training. And so it was just me and the kids. And, um, I pulled up to the house and, um, you know, how sometimes you're just, you're embarrassed to ask for help, you know, and sometimes you are just like, so just going with the flow, you kind of forget stuff. So it was a combination of both of those things. So I pulled up to the house. It was late. And um, I went to hit the garage door opener and it wouldn't open. And I'm like, okay, it must just be a malfunction because stuff was happening to the garage all the time. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to go through the front door. So we go in and I'm like, there's no lights on in here. Mm. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I really felt like we had hit rock bottom. Yeah. And in that moment, like it was dark, like pitch dark in the house. And I'm just like, I felt my eyes just fill with tears. Mm-hmm. But as the mom and as the one who's always been the strong and courageous one in the family, I couldn't drop a tear. So I literally was like, I literally remember standing there and the kids, they didn't know. They just run around the house, ah, you know, just like, I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And so I remember my daughter who I can't fool (laughs) at the time she may have been like eight nine Mm -hmm. and uh she's like mommy the light switch won't come on I was like oh it's you know I made up something out you know it's like oh it's okay mommy will figure it out in the morning it's time to go to bed anyway you know it's not to like at night it's dark and I'm just like okay and so um I literally was like lord like I remember just saying god you you got to give me like good 30 minutes of strength because mm. I got to be able to put them to sleep before I can really cry. Yeah. And so um, I remember her up and texting my husband, letting them know what was going on. I was like, I'm about to put the kids to bed. Like I'm going to basically give me a minute, you know? 
And so um, I told the kids we're going to play a game. I just made up something like God just gave me something around the spot. We're going to play a game real quick before we go to bed. And it's like, I remember us just doing this when we were younger. You just get your hands and make some 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 rabbits and whatever you want on the wall. I had a flashlight. Girl, we were under the covers. I made it fun. I was like, guess what? We're camping inside today. And I, I, I honestly found a way to laugh and smile through the pain mm-hmm. and to make it a memorable. Like my kids still talk about that to this day. They have no clue, even to this day, like what really was going on and what happened, right? And um, I made, I found a way in that dark hour. And I remember when they finally fell asleep in our bed, it's like, oh, you guys can sleep in mommy's bed tonight. Daddy's not here. You know, really like, I really just want y'all sleeping anyway because it's dark, right? (laughs) And so um, I remember sliding out the bed and I went in the living room and cried. And I was just like, God, this, this is like the last straw. Like I have nothing left. And I need you to literally help guide me through. And mm-hmm. I remember looking over, my husband had bought a, um, a picture of my grandmother. Um, he made this picture for me and got it for me for that Christmas before. And I remember looking up at her picture and it says, always in your heart. And I was just like, okay, she's here with me. You know, mm-hmm. like that was my strength. And then I looked on my table and he bought, um, this uh he got this thing made for me at things remembered um with for my dad for my dad for me to remember him and I remember just looking at that too and it's like everywhere I would start to look in the house all the things that I had lost were Mm -hmm. like coming back to say hey you know you we're here with you like you're gonna we're gonna guide you through this it's only temporary keep it pushing and so that was a very like one of those pivotal moments for me where I was like, I will never find myself in this position again. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it was lonely because I didn't even have my spouse to kind of like, you know, snuggle up and cry with. But I think it was a moment where God really needed me where he needed me. Yeah. And that's, you know, when I go back, when I started to write the playbook, those are moments that, you know, I was reflecting on yeah. as I was creating this playbook for women, because I mean, who, no one's going to go like, I'll be honest with you, just like when this, when you, you guys listen to this, I've never told no one this, like this was one of those, Shanta, that's an embarrassing moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the enemy wants to trap you and tell you that, you know, don't tell nobody that they're going to laugh at you. And they may laugh, but guess what? I know I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one that's come home to lights off because of whatever your circumstances is. Life happens. I'm not the only one who's lost the business. I'm not the only one who's lost loved ones. I'm not the only one that may, well, I haven't gone through a divorce, but maybe some people have gone through a divorce. Maybe there's some people who have actually lost a child. Like, we need to talk about those things because when we talk about it, it's actually therapeutic, not just for us, but for other people to know like, oh my God, like I'm human. You know what I mean? Like I'm human. She's human. It's happened to her and she's still doing an amazing job and creating things. And, you know, I mean, so when I, if I can leave, if I can just say what, like, I lit- so that's why my slogan is literally one yard at a time. Literally one yard. At a- you have to look at it that way. So my life and my eyes, each task 
is a hundred yards. And I have to literally tackle that thing one yard at a time. You may get all the way halfway down the field and you might get tackled. You may have an interception. Somebody, you may, you may even fumble the ball yourself. But what are you going to do when it's time to get back in the game and you still got to go get that touchdown? It's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I'm so in love with the metaphor. I'm so in love with so much of what you've shared, but most of all, your warrior spirit and your um, ability to share it so transparently. You're bang on when you say like other people are dealing with these things and until they see it reflected in our stories, they don't know what it took. for everyone else to get back up so all of you all they can experience is getting knocked down feeling like it's unique to them and the reason this podcast exists truly is for stories like your Shante so that we can see there are others who are you know getting knocked down who life is coming at it's not an easy road but we can get back up each time I love the one yard at a time we can just look one yard out and figure out how am I just going to get to there and going to get to there as long as you are headed in the direction of your touchdown it will come so I'm so grateful to you I'm so grateful to you for sharing your story let us know how can people learn a little more about this playbook a little more about you where can we find you so I have a um Facebook community that I literally just launched for women um, and it's called a woman's playbook community and it's on Facebook. You guys can also go to a woman's playbook.com um, to snag your copy of a woman's playbook seven, um, the seven week challenge one yard at a time. And then um, I will be gradually kind of, I'm just, you know, with this, I, it's kind of like a, like, okay, God, are you sure you're going to do this? Like, really? Mm-hmm. So, like, no, honestly, sure. this, is, this no. is, like, the first, this is the, this is the first time that people are hearing kind of, like, a snippet of my story because there's so many other components in there. But, um, so, this is a breath, breath of fresh air. And so I would definitely have more available on my website. Yeah, you bet. And I'll put all of these details in the show notes. So for anyone listening, um, you can check out the show notes and these will be in there. Uh, Shante, I'm like entrepreneur to entrepreneur, mom to mom, woman to woman. Uh, I'm proud of you. It really takes something to, to get back up once. It certainly takes something to get back up five times, six times, seven times. Uh, and just know you're in good company for anyone listening. I know there are some of you out there in it right now, feeling knocked down right now. Just know you are in good company that we are all, you know, fighting the good fight and we're all just getting back up, dusting ourselves off and taking another step. And so, um, I honor you, my sister, I am grateful for you. Uh, and for everyone listening at home, I feel the exact same way. We're going to sign off here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm eternally grateful for everyone listening. Shantae, I'm eternally grateful for you too. We will see you next week. Uh, Until then, choose Unstoppable. Thank you so much for listening today. It would mean the world to me if you enjoyed the content to please leave a review and a rating and subscribe to the show. It'll help others find us so that we can spread this important message. We'll see you in the next episode. Until then, choose Unstoppable.